Hello and welcome to the Mixtapes and Movies podcast. I am Matt Walters and I'm here with the absolutely delightful Molly Moe. Hi! Well, we, we initially brainstormed this as just a means to keep busy and productive and not go loopy during this corona lockdown. Probably one of the many people to start the podcast because of this, but uh, yeah, basically <laughs> each week or episode, I should say, we're going to be giving the other one a film to watch that they've never seen and just kind of talking them through, asking some questions, and we'll probably end up talking about music as well because we're obsessed. Yeah. And it's like the, the whole basis of our friendship, pretty much. Talking about film. Uh, yeah. We thought it'd be really interesting to do, not least to combat boredom during quarantine, but, you know, just to watch some new stuff. I agree. We've kind of had this on the cards for a while, but having the time and the like the freedom to do it in with this situation, I think it's we've got to seize the day, seize the opportunity. A hundred percent. I mean, film is an area that we both have a very big interest in already. I mean, I studied the bloody thing in uni for three years. Yeah, and the best thing, which is English lit. Exactly. So we're just going to jump right into it, I guess. So each week, the other one of us is going to be giving each other a film they've never seen, just to get some like raw like thoughts. And might I just add that this is extremely difficult for me because you are a massive film buff and finding films out <laughs> what is going to be more of a challenge than anything. I do have a broad range of films I love and have watched, but, um, but yeah, I'm basically just going to be giving Molly like a handful of, well, I'm going to start, I don't know how long this will go on for, but like I'm going to start by giving her some of my favourite films that she's never seen. So this week I made Molly watch a film called Almost Famous, which was directed by Cameron Crowe in the year 2000. Oh, it's a great film. It's sort of set in the 70s and follows a teenage journalist who, like us, is absolutely obsessed with music. And he basically goes on tour as a rock journalist as an assignment for Rolling Stone magazine to interview this fictional 70s band, which is, I think... It's supposed to be kind of Led Zeppelin inspired. Yeah. Called Stillwater, fronted by the lead guitar, which is kind of this guy called Russell Hammond, who is played by Billy Crudup. Yeah. And it basically follows them and their experiences. It's basically just a, an amazing character piece. Yeah, it's none of our many, many listeners, I'm assuming, have, uh, have not seen it. I, I recommend it heavily. But um, yeah, let's just get into the questions, I guess. For sure, let's do it. First of all, did you like it? Oh my god, of course I did. I thought it was an absolute masterpiece. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm so glad you recommended it to me because I feel like I've, <laughs> I've been missing this film in my life for sure. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt when I first saw it. So I, I, I must have watched it maybe like two years ago in like the heat of summer and it instantly became one of my faves. Well, I've always but, seen it sort of, you know, recommended or, you know, yeah. Netflix and stuff like that, but I've never watched it. But... It does have like a big cult following it. I think it is very highly regarded, but like it's one of those films that everybody kind of hasn't seen. Yeah, I just feel like it, it's sold the wrong way like people don't know how great it is and it's the cast as well if i'd known yeah. that we're in it i would have watched it a lot sooner yeah no the cast is great it's got a, it's got a young patrick um i never know how to pronounce the last name i think it's fugit 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 who plays the lead william it's got it's got kate hudson obviously who's kind of like plastered all over the um advertising yeah and, and she's great in it it's got francis mcdormand who is amazing in it and zoe de chanel yeah. it's and philip seymour hoffman as well which is definitely anna pat quinn it's got as one of the other roadies uh, oh, Jason yeah. he's in it as the lead singer of the band it's just got a great overall cast and oh jimmy fucking fallon's in it for some reason oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
it's uh, I'm very I'm very very glad you liked it though because I it's it's one of those films that I love recommending to people because yeah. first time I saw it and even like the subsequent times I've seen it since like I must have watched it like already six times within like the span of two years it just yeah. it's so, such a pure experience and I absolutely adore it yeah it it kind of has everything that you want from a film like it just nourishes you in all the ways that a film does it's just it's it's one of those films that is hard to sum up because it's just about like kind of light really and yeah. I think those when you get those rare beautifully written films that you can't really sum up it's just it's just next level it is next level it, I just I just loved it I adored it like it's so dear to my heart already and I've only watched it once and I know that I'm probably going to watch it again some at some point quite soon as well right so next question next question five, if you can give it <laughs> what we can do rating out of 10 we haven't really discussed this 5 or 10 I think I think five does the job, but oh. you know, there's nothing more I can explain. Get a lot of uh, get a lot of point fives from me over the coming weeks. Okay. Probably. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I would probably <laughs> I think I'd probably give it. Do you know what? Oh. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and say it. I'm gonna give it five stars. This is this that's a, that's a strong rating to kick off the podcast. I know. Where are we gonna go from here if there are films better? Maybe we'll have to bump it up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, <laughs> films. For me, it's very hard to give a five to a, a film on first watch. I normally need to rewatch it and like just to like you know absolutely like absolutely yeah. understand it and like know that it's one of my favorites. But this instantly was a five for me. I was like, dude, I I knew like ten like fifteen twenty minutes into the film, I was gonna I was gonna absolutely adore it. Five stars is, is an e it's probably the easiest rating I've given to a film. Like as you know, I am obsessed with Interstellar. Um, yeah. But I think I do think that Almost Famous is like up there with Interstellar. I told uh, yeah, I told you when I recommend it. Basically, anybody who doesn't really know me, I'm a massive horror buff, and you'll probably get to know that over the next couple of episodes. But I am the biggest horror geek in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and the way I sold this to Molly was, I said it was my favourite non-horror film. And, and, I, I, actually, and then I, I took it. I couldn't give it. <laughs> I could. I couldn't. I couldn't give it a, a higher like praise than that. So that is that is the highest praise that you could possibly give a film. Yeah. Next question. What Next was question. your favourite scene from the film? My favourite scene. I've got two favourite scenes, and I think you can probably okay. guess the first one, uh, which is the tiny dancer one, where they're in the tour bus. And they all start singing, oh. um, and it's just so wholesome. And I think it sums up the film so well because it's you're on the road with them, you're on this journey with this band, sort of from the perspective of Will. And you kind of slowly, I think at that point in the film, you begin to understand that all of them are in some way outsiders from this rock and roll lifestyle, and none of them really feel like that they belong in that world, but they're all sort of faking it until they do belong. And the song just comes at a time in the film where you realise that that music and bands and being on the road and all of that, all of that territory is about finding your own home, finding your own place to belong. And that's where they all belong. They belong on that tour bus all together. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that scene is so, it's one of those rare cinematic moments where, it's, where everything clicks and it's just, honestly, I could rewatch that scene over and over again yeah. because it's just, it works so well. Like it comes in a point in the film in which, you know, everything's slightly falling apart. Um, character tensions are high and stuff. Yeah. And it just, it just, it proves the healing power of music. I yeah. Think. I, I totally and what agree. better, what better song to put it to than Tiny Dancer? Because it's such a good song.
song you completely belt it and oh i just i just loved it but also i think i have to mention as well that another favorite scene of mine is where they're in the plane and so spoiler alert for anyone who's about to watch this that hasn't seen it they're on a plane and they think the plane's about to go down and then it sort of it's as, as a scene i think it's comedy genius because they so all, chaotic yeah it's so chaotic the pilot keeps coming in and in and out of the cockpits tell them sort of worse and worse news <laughs> that the plane's going down they're gonna have to land on water oh this, they've been struck by lightning like it, get, it just keeps getting worse and worse and then as a result of that they're all faced with the idea of dying so they start being honest with each other yeah and, they all like and, have and like confessions oh and it's just the comedy gold in that scene is just i love it because it's it's just like it just it keeps getting worse it escalates to a point where it's like <laughs> it, it couldn't be any worse and then just when the tension couldn't be higher it's like oh fine we're, we're gonna live we're, we're not gonna die that's that's a good one I, I, yeah i think i think my go-to would be the tiny dancer scene i also love the scene which we we were joking about pre-recording which was where the lead guitarist take he's at a party after storming out of one of the band's like gigs and they have like a fight and they go to like this teenage party about one with one of their fans and he drinks a whole like cup of acid and it's like tripping <laughs> he's on the roof and he's like he's right to like jump into a pool. I'm a golden uh, god. I'm on drugs. <laughs> it's it's so good. But honestly, the film is just one good scene after another. It is. So I hard can't. question. Right. The the genre specific question of today's podcast. So this is going to be a, a a question tailored for this film. Okay, I'm ready. So Penny Lane, i.e. Kate Hudson, is a roadie in the film. Yeah. And my question to you would be, if you could roadie for any band <gasps> at any point in time. Oh who would it be and why oh my goodness i can't believe you've asked me that question because yeah i know it's a good one eh? i just feel like i'm such a groupie at heart like if i, if I was a teenager in the 70s i definitely would have left home by now to become a groupie for a band like let's i it. said i said that to you when i like recommended the film i was like yeah penny lane is big molly mo vibes oh man that is such a hard question I feel like I would really want to be on the road with Prince because he was such a weird... It is and, Yeah, such a weird and, like, mysterious character. Like, he wasn't a very public person, even though he was a public persona. All of his music is just so, like, sexual and, like, silly <laughs> and campy. And I just think it would be so fun to get to know, like, Prince as a person. That's, a, like that's, a, a, that's a solid answer. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the big bands... You could go on the road with them and it could be disappointing, but because Prince doesn't reveal much about himself outside of his music, everything would be an exciting revelation. I dig it. I dig your answer. I think I'd probably have to say Bowie, obviously. obviously. Uh, in, in in like the uh, the tail end of his 70s tour, I think would be insane. Yeah. Or probably like Black Sabbath. I think that would be so like metal. That would be so be, gnarly. Imagine, that, imagine how cool you'd sound just being like, oh yeah, I, I wrote it for Sabbath, man. That would be pretty cool. You know, maybe, maybe or like Led Zeppelin. Obviously Led Zeppelin. Obviously. Led Zeppelin, I think on their last South American tour, I think would have been amazing. Honestly, they've so... just like descended into myth. They have, they have sort of become a myth and I've been listening a lot to them recently and I just the more I listen to them I'm, the more I'm like I know they're a big band and I know that, lot, that loads of people love Led Zeppelin but they are god tier band like for real without a doubt there's a there's a there's a character in the film actually played by uh I can't help you what's here. his name what's his name Marley I don't uh, know Jay Baruchel Jay 
Star he's in this is the you know he's the he's the one with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he plays a character in the film. He's very young in this, but he plays a character in the film who is obsessed with Led Zeppelin. He's only in it for like five minutes, but he's the one who's like, oh my god, they they signed my shirt. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you Yeah, big mood. Big mood. I just had a thought as well. I think Bob Marley and the Whalers would be amazing to go on tour with. Yeah, that'd be crazy. The volume of weed that you would get through would be insane. Yeah. Pass the love. Pass the, pass the duchy. <laughs> so, next question is, who is your, like, favourite actor slash character slash, like, performance? Oh, Which uh, is obviously so... a very hard question because it's such a, like, top tier of cast. Oh, man, that is a really hard question and I have to, I have to think about I feel like Frances McDormand is just, even though she's not in it a lot, her character is perfect, like, balanced from what all the all the carnage and the mayhem that's going on like i felt scared for will because of his mum in the film because of mrs mcdormand's scary glaring eyes and the catchphrase don't do drugs i just thought it was <laughs> it was iconic and it sort of it trickled its way through the film and sort of i don't know it made it a bit more fun and upbeat than yeah. i don't know it could if, if it wasn't will and his mum wasn't his mum then it would have just been sex and drugs fair but because yeah just, her character just... is very like grounding in it yeah and exactly yeah it's a good shout like she gets like some of the best like what like lines in it the bit where she so she plays a teacher and she's like <laughs> she's like teaching a lecture and, like halfway through it she just like has a mini breakdown and she's like Rock stars have kidnapped my son. <laughs> uh, oh. so, yeah, she's, she's insanely good in it. Yeah, I think my other one, obviously, would be Kate Hudson. She's, like, ethereal yeah. in it. I was, I was going to say, I think if you watch this film, you're not going to miss Kate Hudson in it. Like, her performance is breathtaking. She is, she is just this breath of, like, fruity, fun, youth. And the performance just is amazing. And I just am obsessed with her character. What, what I love about her is that although like her character is like obviously like very in your face and very like loud towards the end of the film she gets some real like emotional undertones to it yeah yeah but, she gets an actual chance to act the two sides of the spectrum almost yeah and, and I think when you see that part of her acting you realize that the character is using her bolshy loud characteristic yeah. like animated personality as a way of first of all trying to fit in and trying to prove herself and second of all to mask a very deep sadness yeah it makes it makes her character a lot more complex and a lot more relatable yeah definitely yeah I, I think you can't watch that film and miss Penny Lane <laughs> Honestly, although we we drafted the questions together, I, this question is way too unfair because the every everyone in this film is great. Like the lead in it, Patrick, what's his face? <laughs> and, uh, Patrick, Billy, 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 Billy Crudup, he he, they're they're both insane. And also Philip Seymour Hoffman, like I Philip Seymour Hoffman as Lester Bangs. We were talking about this the other day. Like his, his, his oh, I wish, I just wish that uh, he was in the film more because yeah. I miss him. I miss him. He's such a good actor, and like every 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 film he's in, he he brings his all, and he just commits to the, the genuine. I don't know if you know about Lester Bangs, like IRL, but famously he's like this absolutely insane, insanely harsh like critic. I didn't know it was based on like, yeah, he, like Lester Bangs is a real is a real dude who wrote for Rolling Stone. Oh wow! Um, cool. And well, well, this film is 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 loosely based off so the director Cameron Crowe was a was a rock journalist or wanted to be a rock journalist and he went on tour with the band and I can't remember which band and it's loosely based off that of his experience that gives um, so much more also like bring it back to favorite scenes one of my favorite scenes 
is towards the end of the film, after he leaves the tour, the, um, yeah. he gets on a phone call with Lester. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those scenes where it's literally just a conversation, but it's just great character yeah. writing. And it's like that that whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I met you and you're not cool. So they just, they just, they've made you oh, think. No. Cool. No, the quote is, the quote is, uh, you made friends with them and you like them because they make you feel cool. And look at you, you're not cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so me. One of my, I think my, yeah, one of my favourite quotes from it is like, he says, uh, the only like true mantra in this world is like, what another, what, what one uncool person says to another uncool person. <laughs> Something I like love that. that. Yeah. And it's there's, just. There's so many quotes like that throughout the film that I'm just like oh they get music they get the music scene it's just yeah. such a good reflection of his character is initially like very like uh, brush offy of of um, Will and he's just like oh yeah I'm, I'm Lester Bangs get out of it kid yeah uh then you realise that he's kind of all talk, and he's just like um, he's he kind of plays like a like a, a mini mentor to him. Yeah, and I, I, it, it yeah. kind of puts the character back on track, and it's uh, it's a very sweet scene. Yeah, I I really like his role in the film. The, my favourite thing about almost famous is that every single character is really important there's not one yeah. character in that film i don't think that yeah we were saying as well like zoe deschanel's in it and she's only in it for like 10 minutes right at the start and right at the end but she obviously because she's zoe fucking deschanel she grabs your attention obviously and she's just ador ad an adorable doe-eyed whimsical girl next door but also just uh, every character in that film is so perfectly casted and also so bang on for what the film needs right. We should probably move on. So this is the next question. How would you have like directed it differently? Is there like a certain scene you would have like done differently or like when you were thinking about it? Would you, yeah, just basically how would have you like guided the film yourself if you could change that? I don't know. Um, but, that's a hard question because I gave the film a five star out of five. Yeah. So, yeah, I shouldn't technically have anything that I would change. But I guess maybe the one tiny little change that I would have made is when Will meets his sister again in the airport, just by coincidence. I think that could have been a lot more than it was. It was just a bit, it was yeah. a bit like, oh, I bumped into my brother. Oh, how weird. And then there was no sort of emotional peak to that that scene. It was just sort of like a coincidence. Yeah, that's true. But so basically for, for context, she is kind of the one who gets him into music when, when he's a kid. And that basically kind of like kickstarts the entire narrative yeah um so yeah i although like i think she's in it for the right amount of time i think she was kind of her importance in the story as like his sister was underplayed a bit yeah i agree and i i don't know if it's because i love music and i've got a younger brother so i think that not that my influence over my brother's music taste i think is big but i think that there's a big part yeah, but it always plays into each other doesn't it me and my sister listen to like a, a lot of the same music as well because like we just we just vibe and get in get each other into it and stuff yeah exactly and i think there's something okay maybe that is what i would have played up a little bit more as a director yeah. i probably would have drummed up the importance of the sister kick-starting his journey as a music journalist because yeah. when you're a kid you're so impressionable and only a few things stick and people yeah. that lead you to the path in life that you're meant to be doing are important and that probably wasn't emphasized enough i think yeah, well, uh, well, he spends whilst he's on tour, he like kind of calls his mum a lot, doesn't he, to check in. Yeah. So a few like conversations with his sister wouldn't be a miss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I mean, 
out of all of the things that that film had, that is the tiny. That, I mean, a very minor thing. Yeah. Going through with a fine tooth comb and finding the tiniest little thing that I would change. So, yeah. It's all right. One. Next question. Next question. What is your favourite song from the film? So basically, as 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 I've already said, when I when I sold this film to Molly, I was like, yeah, it's got a great fucking soundtrack. That was like the first thing I said. I was like, this film has like my favourite soundtrack of all time because it's jam packed with amazing songs from bands rock anthems like, oh, 70s I'm... 80s which is like kind of my thing yeah. and yeah so the question is what was your favorite song from it i'm just going to mention a few before i say my absolute favorite but i think tangerine amazing pull me closer just amazing tiny dancer boogum boogum song i love but then there's yeah. so my i think my favorite song from the film is everyone knows this is nowhere oh yeah by neil and crazy horse obviously there are lots of other songs that i love in that soundtrack that in a real life context i probably would prefer over that song but i just love that song in the film okay I'd, yeah, I'd probably go for Tangerine by Led Zepp just because it's a beautiful acoustic song by them. Also, it has perhaps the best Simon and Garfunkel song, which is America. Oh, uh, yeah. She's just a masterclass in songwriting. And but yeah. It's so hard because there's, I mean, there's Stevie Wonder, Led Zeppelin, there's The Velvet Underground. It's just, oh, the soundtrack is so good. Oh. I just amazing 10 out of 10 if i could i wouldn't change that soundtrack at all i think it's perfect actually you know what there is one song that i would change from that soundtrack what would you do that actually <laughs> um, yeah that, that goes into our next question very well what song if you could put it in the film would you and what to what scene i think i'd probably put why can't i touch it by buzzcocks in maybe one of the scenes where there's a lot of sort of sexual romantic tension between Will and Penny Lane because it's just it's just such a teenage horny anthem and I think obviously Will is so young in the film yeah um, and I just think like he was always sort of a foot away from Penny Lane like in this weird sort of love triangle with a really cool guitarist in a really cool band <laughs> yeah. but somehow he was in this love triangle with him with this gorgeous and fun and cool girl so I think why can't I touch it by Buzzcock? Um, great, great would have song. been a good song. Yeah. Is no, it... I think that slot into the soundtrack quite nicely. Oh, thanks. What would you do? What would you put in there? Oh, don't ask that of me. Oh, I have no idea. Got to flip it around on you. I mean, I'd probably have to put a Bowie song in there. I don't know who's on the soundtrack. No, he's not. I don't think he is. I mean, there's like a bit where they're like they're performing at the same hotel as him. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think that seems so funny because obviously they couldn't get Bowie in the film, but they just get someone yeah. dyed orange hair, hiding their face with a coat, and they were like yeah. run past. <laughs> I think funny. I think something from like maybe like I think something like Rebel Rebel would probably yeah, like slot would... slot into it quite nicely. I think Rebel Rebel would really fit into the soundtrack. Like, quite even well. if it was just that I like one of like the dumb party scenes in the background. I just think yeah. that's like slotted in quite nicely. Yeah. Or the Jean Genie maybe, like big like road movie anthems. Right, last question. Good. Would you recommend it? Would I recommend it? Would I fuck? Of course I would. <laughs> I jump at the chance to recommend this to people. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that... oh, you've got a television? Watch Almost Famous. <laughs> I mean, I've literally already recommended it to my family, and I think we're probably going to watch it tonight. Yeah. Like after we finish. I, this yeah, I showed it to my my mum and dad, and they loved it. I've shown it to like a lot of friends who also like really dig music and stuff. And yeah, yeah I, I it's one of my first recommendations to people. It's just 
such a good film it's so good and also this week when you recommended it to me I've just had my birthday and my friend from uni sent me a book and it's that autobiography of Vivian Albertine who was a guitarist in one of the first female punk bands called The Slits Slits yeah. yeah so this week has been kind of filled up with lots of 70s on the road groupy rock and music filled stuff so I've just I've loved it I just loved nice. it one of those films that I think will probably stick with me if you know what I mean yeah. one of those kind of films as I said it was one of those films I just instantly like cherish I was like yeah that's that's locked away in my heart already yeah <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm really, I'm very, very happy you liked it. I'm so um, glad you recommended it. Do you want to talk about what you're going to be showing me next week? Yes, absolutely. So next time we do a podcast, I've got a few options at the top of my head, but I think if we're going along with the theme of sort of groupies, bands, music, all that kind of stuff, a film with a really great soundtrack that we can talk about, I think I'm going to recommend Whip It, which is directed by Drew Barrymore and it stars Ellen Page and it's such a good film. I wait eagerly. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore because cool she's just... She's just so she's, cool. She's a cool motherfucker and she's absolutely gorgeous. And obviously, the, the big horror nerd in me, like, I love her because of Scream. Obviously. I think you will really love it. And also, the soundtrack is... I, I said to you earlier, I think Whip It is probably the first film that I watched and I was like, the soundtrack to this film makes this film god tier what sort of stuff is it it's a mix it's sort of garage band rock it's set sort of around now but there's obviously all the bands and the music that's in it is influenced quite a lot by came out late north that's right yeah and also there's another there's one song in it that is probably one of my favorite songs of all time and it's called your arms around me by jens lechman and it's such a i've never heard it it, yeah, it's a very odd song, but it's such a cute, wholesome, catchy song, and I just love it so much. And in the film, no song could have been more perfect than that song in that moment in the film, in that scene in the film. Oh, nice. So, yeah, thanks thanks for watching. Highly recommend the film if you haven't seen it. We're probably going to continue talking about movies and music. We do it all the time, so we don't really care if nobody misses. <laughs> it's just kind of a, a way to you know hang out, but virtually. Yeah, I've realised this is kind of like a book club, but for films. <laughs> oh yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, so join, join film club. <laughs> yeah, it's just a way for us to be nerdy. Yeah, I love typically. it. I'm totally indulging it. <laughs> well, Thanks so see much you next for week. That film. See you next week. On next episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye.